ready. I am 100% ready. Okay. Well, I mean, ready in theory, because oh, I haven't yeah. actually got a lot of detail <laughs> on the Ds, you know? Okay, okay. Uh, one, two, three. Hello and welcome back. Uh, welcome along to the A to Z of Ireland with me, Mike Hogan. And me, Andy Gaffney. Well, hello. First and foremost, I haven't spoken to you in quite some time. Yeah, this has to be the most lethargic uh, scheduling <laughs> a podcast has ever had. Okay. I mean... We started with such enthusiasm, but like this time, we're definitely going to make it past. I mean, we got to see. To explain, we started with such enthusiasm about five years ago. (laughs) We did, uh, essentially, the A to Z podcast, by the way, is myself and Andy on a a, a journey of discovery, essentially, uh, to sort of find out through the letters of the alphabet what it means to be Irish. That's essentially what we're doing. And we started this about five years ago. We got to, I think we got to around D... Things happened, we had to knock it on the head. Then we came back with even better, even bigger enthusiasm uh, last year. In fact, it's about a year ago now, is it? Uh, yeah, it would be exactly nearly a year. Yeah, and uh, we started with great gusto. We got to see, and then there were rumblings of a pandemic going on. We thought, <laughs> no, pandemic's going to stop our podcast, let me tell you. Yeah. Well, it turns out it did. And uh, we're only getting back now a year later and the pandemic is still here and we're remote and we're talking to each other uh, from different sides. Well, actually, we're on the same side of the country, are Mm. we? Yeah, I mean, we're always kind of quite nearby, be in a studio in Dublin or now we are both in Galway. That's quite amazing, isn't it? We both ended up in Galway, yeah. Yeah. G, that'll be our first one for G anyway. (laughs) Turn off my uh, heating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay uh, Anyway so yeah So welcome along As I say it is a journey of discovery We're on uh, the letter D today uh, Because we left C back in March When the pandemic kicked off And it was kind of ironic really Because C for COVID-19 Would have been uh, quite appropriate then But it was just after we finished C We realised that things were kind of The SHIT was hitting the fan And we all had to go remote and, and run for our lives because at that point, you know, we're a little calmer now. I think at that point, Andy, we all thought we were destined for death. Yeah, it was very end of the world movie, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. It was. I think the last time, and I won't keep harping on about it because, you know, new start and all that. But the last time we spoke, I think I said to you, hey, have you been to like China or Iran? <laughs> ha ha ha. This is all very funny. Wasn't so funny after that, was it, Andy? I don't even think we... I think we even kind of said, oh, see, we should have put in coronavirus. And then yeah. I thought, like, ha, ha, ha. And then, oh, right, yeah, bollocks, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, good job we didn't. <laughs> Before we, you know, start into D, I mean, for the thousands of emails and people wondering, you know, how our safety has been, I'm joking. Although we did have one email during the pandemic. <laughs> By the way, Ireland A to Z at gmail.com is the address should you want to contact us yeah, for whatever reason. But um, before we rock into D, I mean, just to, to put that concerned listener at ease, how have you been over the last year? Uh, well, I mean, I think well, I said it to you on the phone. I mean, mainly great, except for losing the odd tooth, which is now back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So... Um, you know what? I have been quite grand. I have you? Okay. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's been it's been it's been you know, it's been fine. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I I've got to be honest with you, like I've had obviously uh my my ups and downs over it and, and we had a a shocker in, in my own family. But I mean, apart from that uh, personally, like it's grand as well. Yeah. Do you know, like I think if you have a gaff and you're able to like do a podcast online. I think you're all right. 
Yeah, like I'm not working on the front line. I'm not. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm that's not, what I mean. You know, I'm not in, like it's. I'm being asked to watch, you know, the Sopranos. You know, Although, it's. I have to say, right. right, even though, you know, podcasting, broadcasting isn't the front line. But when I got, because I, I work in, in radio as my day job. And when I got that letter to say, you know, Mike is an essential worker. And I, I you know, the national anthem was playing in my head. <laughs> I thought, here we go. I'm going into the front line. Now, the front line for me is, is acting the maggot on a breakfast show. But still, the people need their entertainment. And yeah, 100%. I would 100% say you are an essential worker because you're getting up there at, like, was it like five o'clock in the morning to make yeah. the country smile for a wee bit if you're on the way to that shift, if you're on the way to that. And you're doing that, you know? So, yeah, well, to be fair. Here, yeah, well, to be fair now, you know, I wouldn't call a front line, but I'll take it anyway. I'll take it. We, yeah, did, make the, we did make the nation smile for a while, I guess. You can't stop it. That's quite a beautiful way of putting it. For a while, we made it. Well, anyway That's what I'll say At your at your funeral <laughs> Okay Anyway yeah. Will we rock into D so We will And I just feel like At this point Because there's been A bit of a break I just sure. feel that like We should set out Our stall again Because I was thinking That this is very much um, The choices that we make For mm-hmm. what we think Represent the letter uh, Our chosen letter Of the day Is completely just What we have stumbled across if you think like, well, they missed out on that, obviously let us know because that's what represents D for you. That's what represents Ireland with the letter D for you, if you get me, you know? Yeah, 100%. So yeah. this is very much, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. This is very much, uh, you know, tripped over to Google at, at midnight the night before. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, I, I to be fair, I mean, I don't know how much prep you've put into this, but I've I've definitely put in two days worth of preparation for this Andy so uh, right, right do you want to do you want to start <laughs> I'll start so okay fine so we're on the letter D again it is our little discovery here uh, to sort of figure out what I, I suppose what, what it means to be Irish and D my first D obviously is, is a capital D because it's the place of my birth Andy I may not be there right now but it is Dublin uh, so D for Dublin is my first one I mean I mean I, I, I should have saw that coming I don't know why I didn't uh <laughs> I didn't think of it. You are a very, very proud, um, a very, very proud Dubliner. Yeah, I, I mean, I am. Yeah, I, do, I, I am now proud enough to have shagged off and lived in Galway. But <laughs> apart, apart from that, no, I am very, I'm, I, I'm, I am proud to be from Dublin for sure. I wouldn't think I am one of those dubs who, like, you know, wears his Dublin jersey as much as possible and screams and shouts about it all the time. Um, I'd see myself a little bit more Irish, actually, than Dublin, if you know what I mean. Yeah, more uh, neutral. You might yeah, say. A, li- a little bit more neutral. Yeah, as much as I as as I do love Dublin, um, but I can see lots of faults with Dublin as well. I don't want to jump into those straight away. I'll give the positives first. It's um, it's a very varied city. Like it's 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 spectacular and it's gritty and it has a sort of. Like for such a small geographical area, I always think um, it has so many different things to offer. You've got the seaside, uh, you've got the sort of bohemian element to it. You've got the the inner city. You've got the south side. You've got these this mash of 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 accents and cultures and money and and all these kinds of things. I always thought, uh, for me, if if you want to, uh, if you want to like write an ethnography or something you know these people who go in and study a culture and try to get involved or whatever mm. um, I always think that 
the best thing you can do if you want to shorten your time to discover what what Dublin is and, and how many different groups are in Dublin, it's Summer's Day, uh, head to Dolly Mount Strand or head to the zoo because those seem to be the, the amenities that people use most in Dublin. And I always laugh, I always take a great look at Dolly Mount Strand or the zoo on a hot summer's day. You get every every section of society in Dublin just zones in on these two areas and I think it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing to see it's like it's it's dube wearing uh, Southsider and it's north inner city uh, person all converging in this one spot and you can just it's it's I don't know it's 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 like something out of the National Geographic well I mean I um you know I'm from I'm from Wicklow but I lived in Dublin for 15 for 15 years yeah and and this is maybe quite a um uh, I don't know, kind of like a, a privileged way of thinking about it. I don't know, but the I think there's something magical about a day off in Dublin. Okay, and I think there's something about popping into town and getting a wee coffee in the morning. Popped into a few of the shops. I mean, you could do obviously anyway, but some, I think there's something about that going in and and like the dream to kind of day off for me in Dublin would be you pop in early for a wee coffee. Popped into a few record shops. You're, you know, back in the day, you might even go see a film or something like that. And then take someone, if you fancy a pint, into a nice wee pub early in the day. And then maybe somebody, and then kind of, as you lovingly put it, shag off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So in in that sense, then, like, as someone from Wicklow, uh, you know, and we'll have to wait a long time to get around to that county (laughs) on the A to Z of Ireland. But we'll get there, Andy. We will get there in W. Uh, but as someone who's come from Wicklow to live in Dublin, would you prefer to dip into it and dip out of it? Or could you see yourself spending, you know, your lifetime in Dublin? Well, I think there is there is a, and things obviously are, are, are changing, but there is something about the the opportunities um, that I think are awarded to growing up in, in Dublin, I think is something that is a wee bit kind of magical because you have, you know, it's not just like walking to the one nightclub in the town. You pop in the town and it's, you've got 10,000 wee nightclubs to grow up in kind of, you know. Okay. And I've always been jealous of that. Sorry, I thought you were talking about opportunities insofar as jobs and everything because obviously oh. that's like, that's, a, that's yeah, an yeah. issue oh, for yeah, people it is. as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean, but like, has that not changed a little bit? Like even speaking, uh, you know, of two people who are in Galway currently, um, like Galway has a lot to offer. Now, I have to say, having lived here for a few months in Galway, I don't, I yeah, okay, the big shop, I suppose we're living in a pandemic, so I don't get to experience too many shops anyway. But yeah, the big giant shopping centres, maybe not as much. But everything else, I have to say, is is pretty much there. You know, the only thing, the, the, the most recent thing, and I'm in, I'm in not a remote area of Galway, but you know Barna, right? Mm. So Barna is sort of just a little bit out of the city, what, 20 minutes outside the city, if even. And the only thing I notice in the smaller towns is that I'm so not used to having lived in Lucan and Dublin. This sounds so ridiculous. But it's things like going into a chemist and saying, you know, do you have this or whatever? And they go, yeah, no problem, I'll order it for you. And I'm like, well, clearly I'm not going to wait for you to order it. I'll, I'll just go to the next chemist. <laughs> and then I discovered when I go to the next chemist, they go, well, we'll order it for you. And then I'm thinking, this is totally normal. You don't have to have everything in the place all the time. I'm just so used to every shop having everything all the time. That's the only think- difference I've found. 
do you think that leads to that kind of um, some might say that kind of Dublin uh, that Dublin mindset of I want everything right here yeah. Oh, right yeah. now yeah we probably one of the the more difficult things to adapt to in Galway for sure and maybe I, maybe this is for the, the most of the West as well is the waiting yeah I, I think that like that has to be beaten out of you if you live in Dublin for the most part you're in a rush all the time you can't understand why people are stopping for chats and and things aren't free flowing, but you learn to just kind of chill a little bit. I like I like that chilled element to it. I'll bring that, if if I go back to Dublin, I'll bring that back with me. A little bit of a chilled side. What well, it is nice, and I know we're kind of now we're just gonna like picking up Galway. I kind of shit about Dublin. It meant to be a celebration of Dublin, but it is nice to uh, say if you're going for said coffee or a said film, it is nice to just walk into town and not be in traffic for forty minutes. That is a gem. yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, I know. And and Dublin, again, like life has changed and I don't know if that heavy traffic will, will come back. Uh, but you're right, being stuck in traffic is bloody awful. Although at the moment, I think with this pandemic, I think people would like to be in, a, in, in traffic actually going back to work. I feel a little bit privileged these days to be able to go in and out of work, like, you know, and particularly because the traffic isn't as bad. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. And and re- look, there there are bad things. There's the you know, it's nothing about Dublin as a county, or the people, but you know the price of rent, the price of housing, the price of a blooming cup of coffee. Uh, you know, all those things are are kind of you know very turn offish. But speaking about Dublin as just Dublin, like the people and all that, I I do adore Dublin. Of course, I feel at home there. Uh, but then again, like, I'm not from the like I'm not from the inner city, you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> like from, I'm from uh, Lucan, like <laughs> like well, I'm going to uh, now. If I had, if we were in the studio, I would be using the mixer right now, so I would be kind of like fading in like the L triangle and all this kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. But what I'm going to ask you now is is um, as a proud Dubliner, okay? Give like I want you to uh, to use that phrase again. Set out your stall. I want you to tell me what would be your and doesn't even have to make logical sense. I want you to tell me what would be your dream day in Dublin. My if you dream, could just com- if you can combine oh, everything. Okay, like- but I I need to get specifics off here. I think I know what you mean because I think you're going to say you know is a walking down over the O'Connell Street Bridge is a boy and something off a train. I mean I don't know why your I don't know why your voice changes for on your dream day. I don't no, know. Why but yeah, that's, the, that's, <laughs> that's the stereotypical view of Dublin, yeah. isn't it? Dropping yeah, in for like, a coffee on Moore Street, buying a set of flowers <laughs> off the salt of the earth. Yeah. By the way, that person is going to come back throughout the rest of the A to Z, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, but what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is there's definitely, and I get it in the West from people, there's a stereotypical view of a Dubliner, and I guess that's that's changed. I know what you mean. But is, a, a, like, from personally, a day for me in Dublin might not be going into the city centre. Uh, you know, it's probably heading out to Clontarf. It's heading over the wooden bridge. It's uh, along Dolly Mount Strand, uh, stuff like that. It's heading up the Dublin mountains. Love it. Well, that's um, up to Johnny Fox. up to you. <laughs> but uh, no, I, Johnny I know, Fox I, is the pub. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Fox is the pub. The, high, the highest pub in Dublin. <laughs> 
Oh, I've had the place. pleasure. Yeah, I haven't had the pleasure. I know of it, but I haven't okay. had the pleasure. Uh, my brother had his 21st up there. My brother has an extraordinary ability to do the most uh, outrageous... Like, when you can have a party in the city where everybody can just get to, he'll have it at the highest pub in Dublin. <laughs> or, he, you know, he'll always do something like that. So, But they're always memorable. Uh, but yeah, so we, we had his birthday up there years ago. Anyway, that would be sort of, I guess... Uh, 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 a, a nice day out in Dublin for me uh, or uh, out uh, seaside probably uh, I love more than anything so out to Skerries as well out North County Dublin a friend of mine calls people out there sea culties but it's a it's a beautiful part of the city like so I, I like that I avoid the city centre at all costs and what would be the thing that you would uh, put on like if you could put one thing be it personal or be it about the city if you could put one thing in to like a museum of Dublin. The Mike Hogan created, created Museum of Dublin. If you could select one item to say, this is Mike Hogan's Dublin, what is it? Wow, that's, that, I, um, that's a good question actually. It would probably be, as in just to, to, to signify some of my favourite places maybe. Like one item that you, people go in and it doesn't have to make sense when you look at it. But when they read it, they go, Jesus, that is this man's love of Dublin. It'd be a stuffed deer. That is an incredible answer. <laughs> and I am very much looking forward to uh, the reasons behind it. But we haven't got time for that. So we've got no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, one of my favourite places in Dublin, and I forgot, to, I forgot to mention it, is the Phoenix Park. And I suppose, the, if, I'm just giving you an answer. I'm trying to think off the, uh, off the cuff here. Uh, I, I, you know, I've never, I've never really considered putting anything into a museum, but uh, it would be, yeah, it sort of signifies everything good about Dublin, I suppose. It's the, uh, you know, the, the I don't fucking know. What I'm <laughs> Look, you've the stuffed deer would be good, and it would signify yeah. it. would say, "Here lies the stuffed deer." One of I'd, my, I'd, co- yeah, but signify. for the record, you mean like a cuddly bear. Stuff there. That's the image I have. No. Like you haven't got, oh, you haven't no. got like you haven't got like a full no, stuffed like baby deer. Oh, taxidermy, taxiderma style thing. You can keep your grim museum of death. <laughs> I did actually deer. Right, the, the Phoenix Park deer. I know we spent way too oh, long. There's D. Deer. There's a D. Oh my god, deer! Of course, yeah. Irish not Irish deer. Ah, <laughs> forget it. Because uh, Irish not Irish is a feature we do now in a while. Can't wait for that. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> you were going to you were going to talk about taxidermy. I think. <laughs> no, I was. Oh yeah, sorry. In relation to the deer, uh, is that I have this weird association. I might have told you this before, just very briefly, right? I have a fascination. I get slagged about this. I actually have a fascination with the deer in the Phoenix Park. I suggested an app one time because we lived beside the Phoenix Park and Chapel is it for a long time and uh, people love to see the deer but you never know where they are so you have to you know who should around the Phoenix Park or if you're lucky you'll see them Phoenix Park is big I suggested an app to which was laughed off that would you know geolocate the deer should you wish to go and, and visit you the Phoenix Park you could have called it Deer Hunter right that's just why we should work together Andy <laughs> but um, so I found out that uh, the deer I, th- th- there was this rumour that the uh, dead deer in the Phoenix Park right be they hit over by a car or there were rumours of them being culled and all this to keep numbers down to, which is true by the way but I went on an investigation 
And I did an article for The Independent on this very subject. And it led me down into this deep, dark world of how the deer carcasses are used from the Phoenix Bark. And I got on to like a venison seller and everything who sells them. I don't know if it's still the thing, so I won't mention the shop. But sells them to a very reputable retailer. The deer from the Phoenix Park uh, could be on your plate. Yeah. But the weird thing about it was... Uh, is that I did this? So you can look it up. You can look up uh, Phoenix Park deer, Mike Hogan. Throw it in, and you'll you'll come upon the article. But the weird thing about this was, it was it wasn't anything bad. Everybody knew, I think anyway. Maybe it was a surprise for some people that the Phoenix Park deer are culled, and they're culled by the veterinary uh, guys in UCD. Right? They came out, and certain areas of the park are cordoned off, and they. Uh, sorry, they don't actually shoot them, but they they look over, they oversee the whole thing that it's all done humanely and so on, right? But then, anyway, those deer are not wasted. They're they're either some of the some of them are given into the Phoenix Park as as food, right? If they're not edible, but the others go on your plate actually, and they get packaged up in a venison factory and all that. Anyway, wow. I did yeah, I did this story, and it went in the Independent and whatever. I was thinking, great, that's that's brilliant. It was done for the Herald actually, and. It went on the independent site. But do you remember the Anglo tapes? Do you remember that ginormous nationwide story? The Anglo yeah, tapes. Yeah. yeah. The big expose. They were singing like the German anthem down the phone and all this kind of stuff. My dear story went on the homepage of the <laughs> Irish Independent. The day of the Anglo tapes, right? So it was one of the most hit on stories as well as the Anglo tapes. And I got great kudos for this ridiculous story about deer. So it was Anglo tapes... Phoenix Park deer call right beside it. I was made up. It was brilliant. I had anyway, I that mean, was a long that was a long winded story. I had no idea about this this deer legacy that you had. Yeah, I know. I do. I have a weird association with the deer, so that that's why I would put a deer a, a stuffed a deer overseen by the U, U, UCD Veterinary Society <laughs> uh, in, in my museum. I mean, I'm going to 100 percent look up that. Look up there. We should. Uh, we should uh, throw that link in. Yeah, we we will. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 there is a museum, you know, in the Phoenix Park that does have stuff there. Just so you know. I oh, I didn't know, know that. Did you not know that? There's a no. lovely museum in the Phoenix Park. Yeah. It has the. Uh, just to wrap up about Dublin, uh, it has the Pope's chair. You know the 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 seat. The, not not the not Pope Francis who came recently, but John Paul in seventy nine three. Yeah, the people of Ireland. I love you. Yeah, Gentlemen. yeah, young people of Ireland. He actually said that in Galway, I think. Anyway, oh, very nice. Uh, so, but his chair is there in the Phoenix wow. Park Museum. Now, I didn't tell you this, but there's a little red rope around it. But you can sit on it, and believe it or not, no one is going to tell you not. <laughs> there's no one else in there, so I have a picture on the Pope's chair. And as well, you should. <laughs> anyway Andy I apologise I hijacked that whole D D for Dublin I don't know what we discovered after that but Dublin is a, is a fantastic place a great capital city could do with maybe a few improvements along the way I discovered that you they, they call deer <laughs> they do it everywhere not only Phoenix Park so it just, uh, just sorry, happens that they're, they're, it just happens that they're it's surrounded by a wall which is a little bit unfortunate for them <laughs> anyway sorry Andy you're a D come on um, well you see I, of my of my trio of D's um, okay. I think I can kind of marry two of them because two of them are essentially like a love letter to two aspects of Irish culture beginning with D um, in many ways the third one is as well but I'm going to start with the um, the non-love letter even though like I said it essentially is as well um, and the D that I'm going to start with 
is the deli counter and very specifically the hot deli counter fantastic and you know and I know people say well, that's a hot deli counter it's not a deli counter but look there's probably going to be better ones for H along the way anyway so <laughs> so you're talking about the sandwich deli essentially essentially yeah I'm you're going into a centre a spa or any other shop of note and you're going up for that joyous thing when you see a packed hot daily counter for whatever you so choose to have that day yeah it it i mean it is i and i'm not too sure if this is the case to our closest neighbors in the uk such a a big deal for them as much as it is for us. I don't know if the deli counter is as big a deal for any other country, uh, actually, uh, apart from Ireland. You're talking about, like, the chicken roll. You're talking about the wrap. Yeah. You're talking about all those things, yeah? That's why I was thinking that <clears throat> I don't think, and, and this could be incredibly ignorant, that's why I, that's why I cover, because I don't think it is as big of a deal outside of Ireland. I don't think it is kind of like, you know, there's that kind of um, uh, lovely tradition of a hungover Sunday. People like you know you've 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 back in the day you know I mean you've woken up in your you've woken up in your mate's house and someone's going to go down to the see what they yeah. get in the daily counter bring it back and it's just it is it's it it fed the workers throughout the Celtic Tiger is yeah uh, <laughs> and what what is your sort of go to roll or or wrap or whatever is it like is it the the chicken roll. I mean, that's what we have to talk about because it's such. There, there are songs about chicken rolls and breakfast rolls. Yeah, I mean, it would, it would for me, it would be the uh, chicken roll. I, I haven't had one in a while. Um, is that because, because of the COVID? It's because of the COVID. Yeah, yeah, it, it is because of the COVID. <laughs> thinking like, I don't want people touching my food when handing it to me. But. I no, I tell you what, right? For the first while, while I thought it was gonna die of COVID, I avoided things like that. But then slowly, you know the way slowly, and I'm not saying I've, I've, you know, you know, stopped any of the preventative measures, and I'm being very good and all that. But after a while, I was like, you know what? I, I, I'd rather die <laughs> than, than not get a, a chicken roll, you know, for another year. So I went with that. And it turns out I'm safe so far, Andy. I haven't caught it off a chicken roll. So I think it might be all right. Oh, that's right. But also I'm trying to, I'm trying to you know, uh, look as well as Mike Hogan in my, in my, in my yesterday years. So. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're looking at the calories. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, look, I'm sure it's fine. It's probably not. But well, I mean, you know. It's, it's a heap know, of chicken um, and a heap of bread, like. Yeah, it's. It, I don't know if it's fine. <laughs> Did you see um, that guy Philip Boucher Hayes? Well, uh, Philip Boucher Hayes is, is a is a uh, somewhat a somewhat acquaintance of mine. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. yeah he came on my podcast, and we've we've had seagull based chats in the past. Okay, so I once called him, uh, what did I call him? Philip Buzzkill Hayes, I think I called him on Twitter one time, laughing. Like, you know, he got back, he thought it was funny. It's because every time he came out with uh, a new show, it was like, and now, th- I won't try to imitate him, right? Because you know. Anyway, uh, he said uh, that, you know, now we're going to look at the chicken roll and how awful it is. I was like, oh, bloody hell, man. Who, like, we all know it's not great for us you yeah, know yeah. we're all right like we don't need to know the internet anyway turns out it was quite interesting it's it's for, in a lot of cases it's, it's <laughs> very little chicken going on and then he did like coffee and then he was like popcorn i was like oh come on like now i still watch them but anyway that's that's i uh, i did i didn't i didn't know i didn't um, i didn't watch many of them but i did ask him about um he did he kind of shit on protein bars a little bit 
Did he? Okay. Yeah, you know okay. the kind of the. Uh, ah, he's probably right. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I won't say the, the brand name. But I you know, know, I you know, know, you know yeah, the exact the one. one. That it, the one that everyone's getting they're having t- three of them and going but it's a protein bar it's totally yeah. fine for me apparently um, if you are an Olympic athlete horse okay. into you you will get the benefit of them but if you are not <laughs> you so have, yeah, yeah I know what you mean it's yeah. like yeah it's 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 all these like it's just it's amazing I watched I, recently I know we're, we're digressing completely but recently I watched what is that guy who did supersize me? The fellow who ate McDonald's for oh god, his a, name a period was, of time. His name was anyway. Steve, it was yeah. an unusual name. It was a Merling, Merlington or something like that. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, it's something like yeah. that. Anyway, he did a program on his his follow up to supersize me on chicken, and it's like big chicken and all this sort of stuff, uh, but. And, you know, he, he just goes, speaking about chicken rolls, like, you know, he, he goes into just the mega business of of that. But but also the kind of uh, fakeness or or sort of capitalizing on on trends of the of the moment. Do you know what I mean? Uh, of like the they call it the health halo and everyone's now into healthy food so let's just make complete and utter shite but if we put a bit of lettuce around the outside people get this illusion that it's health food and it's similarly with similar with these protein bars now I think as well the buzz thing is to be beefed up and healthy so how do we do that but really if you if you grind down into it you're probably getting the same shite you would have done with a chocolate bar for the most part am I right? I mean, it's all. I guess it's all the Don Draperness of it. You know what I mean? It is. It's the yeah. idea of, of 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 kind of selling you the selling you the dream, selling you the dream. Yeah, but yeah. that depresses me. You know, I and I know I'm in media and a lot of the job is marketing and all that. But trying to fucking shaft people all the time, it's annoying, isn't it? And like to, I'm going to. We, I think I, we all shaft each other, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. I am going to geniusly tie this tie this back here and I I never had one but remember like there was a huge push and fair play it was a huge uh, I'm sure it's a lot of opportunities for people but the I'm talking about like the, the vegan sausage roll that was a mm-hmm. massive push out um, yeah still is isn't few, it? all the vegan stuff yeah. I think yeah I think in particular that kind of vegan sausage roll in the hot daily counter um, oh, okay was a massive, massive kind of push, and even I was kind of thinking, "Oh, maybe I should get the, I should get the, um, the vegan one." But I, I, you know what I mean? It's I don't know what point I'm making there. <laughs> I don't think either is know what point we're making, Andy. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, I would, uh, beside my workplace in Dublin City, where I work some days, um, the the it's like a builder's. It, you're basically working in a construction site because there's so many buildings mm. uh, all around us, and uh, in the in the spa shop next door, which is I have to say the greatest hot counter. Yeah, it's good hot in, counter. I'll tell yeah. you, I'll tell you why that's a good hot counter. Builders, if you want to, if I tell you now, here's a tip, right? right? If here's an Irish tip, and any of any people listening outside of Ireland, here's a tip. If you want the best chicken roll, if you want the freshest deli roll, you don't go to Wicklow. You don't go to Galway. You go to Dublin in around where every single, of the majority of builders are working. At the moment, that's up around Grand Canal Dock, right? It's up, or, or up around uh, the Point uh, area, whatever they call that now. And there's such a high turnover. 
that's that's why you think it's great because they're they are popping out chicken rolls and breakfast rolls <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. If they're you're saying out the door. If you see a crane up somewhere, you can follow that anywhere in the follow city. Follow the cranes. Yeah, if you see a crane in the distance, you follow but, that like a rainbow in order absolutely. to get chicken like roll. The rainbow. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's a perfect point. Follow the cranes like rainbows, get under them and then have a search around in the vicinity for, for your nearest deli counter. You're going to get the best chicken roll. Uh, but my point in, in relation to builders is if I was going in there, like obviously, again, different times now, it's not as busy. But in normal times, a viewer to order a vegan sausage roll in front of all those builders, you're not getting away you know, out of that easily. Mm. They're very past remarkable people builders. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, I would, I would be nervous in that queue. <laughs> Well, there was once a fight in it actually that was a big drama actually yeah a guy belted the other fellow with, a, with his hard hat <laughs> and his nose and mouth and was it based around the daily count of choices was, yes yes it was it was based we found out afterwards I asked the manager afterwards because of course nothing very exciting happens on that particular road uh, quite often and this happened and there was blood everywhere they had to throw food out and everything it was really grim like Jesus turns out your man skipped the queue so your man was obviously very hungry for his for his breakfast roll the other guy skipped the queue they had a row and your man took off his helmet and smacked him over the face <laughs> yeah it was it was awful it really yeah. was so what does that say what does that say well, about I, anything I think I think that there is I think the deli counter really can control people's moods I think if you are gagging for something and I guess you could be saying said for a lot of things but I think if you are just particularly gagging for something and you go down to a daily counter and you can see it in the distance you can see okay those sausage rolls look great there is sausage rolls there happy days if the thing that you went in looking for is there and it looks great you are just on a genuine very very easy little high Mm -hmm. and I think that's why the daily counter should be applauded Okay, good stuff. Well, it, uh, you know, and it is applauded, and it's it's such a major part of Irish culture. It's it's it's. I don't know. I, I I don't know why really. Is it just that we? It's just one of those things. We don't have many other options for fast foods, or <laughs> I don't know. I think we like heartiness. You know, I think it, I think there's it's a this, weather thing. It's a weather thing, and yeah. is it? we just like we like a bit of comfort. We like a bit of hearty bit of comfort, and I think that's where like the. Um, like it's the old tradition of getting like two dinners you know okay okay so it's a hearty Irish thing okay so that is uh, so far that's Dublin and uh, the Delhi counter Uh, so let me see what I can bring to the table here because we spent an awful long time on those two things actually Uh, but I will bring to the table will I bring in um, oh I know what I'll bring in right here's my next thing Andy so we've had Dublin we've had uh, Delhi I'm going to bring in a commercial uh, outlet here, and it is Done Deal. Oh wow! I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't expect that. Okay, because well, I think that is quintessentially Irish itself. I think, in a weird roundabout way, it's actually a German couple, or there's some German uh, tie to that company. But it, but it is Irish based, and it has become very big. And I guess I've I've dabbled with it uh, over the years, and I have to say, I really enjoyed it. I think if you haven't done dealed before, have you done dealed before? I I haven't to be honest. I've looked stuff up on it, but I've never actually purchased it. You know. Okay. Well, if, of course. Again, in pandemic times, and I appreciate people may, maybe listen to this way after the pandemic. So sorry to keep time checking where we're at. Uh, but uh, obviously now it's a little bit different. People aren't supposed to be going in and out of five k zones and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know how that's working anymore. 
Although at this stage, you'll probably get some sort of essential work pass to, to go buy yourself a banged up telly. <laughs> Every, anyway, there seems to be a pass for everything. Uh, but anyway, uh, but in, in normal times, I loved it. I loved the chase, the drama. The meeting people, you get to meet people. People use it as a, as a really nice outlet to to talk to people and have. Oh, a I'd say there's many a romance being being. I think there may have now. I don't know, but a lot of bromances, and I don't mean to be sexist, but I I would I would guess that, I, and I I wouldn't say you'd have to be too much of a statistician here to guess that the majority of of users would be men on that. I think anyway, who would go to you know car parks and so on to meet one another I would think it's mostly men I, I could be completely wrong but certainly when I did it I, I enjoyed it and for those who don't for those outside of Ireland who don't know what done deal is it's what's the equivalent I, I don't know it's just an exchange site so I it's guess uh, eBay <clears throat> no would he? Yeah, eBay except you post stuff out on eBay don't you this yeah. done deal is you actually meet the person well I'm sure you can choose or arrange to post if you want but it's it's mainly you find something within a local area and uh, and you, you buy it so the most recent thing I brought, bought off done deal and this probably uh, to, this probably typifies you know why I'm saying it's a beautiful thing done deal right because it's a it's a bit of waste not want not as well yeah, it's a bit of like, <clears throat> you know, I have something here and oh, I yeah, don't need so, it anymore. Yep. Make a few bob, I'm not going to throw it out. So uh, when we moved to Galway, initially we had no telly. And I needed a cheap telly, right? Uh, now, obviously, cheap telly these days isn't your ginormous thing with a big back to it. It's actually a grand flat screen, but it's just small. You know, I think I think it was like 100, 150 quid, right? Uh, so we're in a place called Barna. And I looked this place up. I wasn't too familiar with the geography of, of out further west out to Connemara. So it said, uh, oh, I can't remember. It said, it said some area anyway that I was vaguely familiar with. And I did the deal with this woman. And I said, 100%. Uh, and by the way, you go to people's houses. Like if you're comfortable enough with the person on the phone, you'll say, you know, come to my house. So it's a bit of a chase. It's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of risk. It's a bit of risk. It yeah. is. I mean, I'm going to bring this person you, to my house. I am on this journey with you here. I'm loving it. Okay. So this woman uh, said, fine. She, you know, you could tell she's sounding me out on the phone, which is totally reasonable. And you're fine with that. You let all that go. You're like, absolutely. You should know if I am sound like a burglar. You should. That's part of this thing. Well, if you did your so, Dublin voice again. Not to remember, <laughs> but you made that particular voice you did. How are you doing? Is there any chance of boy TV? I'm going to tell you there. <laughs> I, I actually, I went a bit, I went a bit also says no there. <laughs> yeah. You went to be the impaisy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um anyway, so uh long story short, which definitely isn't part of this podcast, but anyway, because I'm making every story as long as possible. <laughs> but this woman said, Fine, come out, right? And she was in this general area. Anyway, it turned out when I when I said to my wife, Oh, by the way, we're going to a place called uh Mwina, she was like, You know, that's like it's over an hour away. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is pre restrictions. <laughs> And we went out to a place called Mweenish. Let me tell you, Andy, this is a place you need to go post-pandemic, right? Okay. And I, any of our American listeners, Mweenish, I think it's M-W-E-E-N-I-S-H. I've been all around the world. This place was the most spectacular place I have ever seen. You wouldn't believe this place exists in Ireland. It's filled with little lakes and, and sort of windy streams. And it's just, it, it's, it's like the Irish Venice. It's actually, it's astonishing. Really, really beautiful. Anyway, 
that's where I bought my telly. And uh, so it turns out, so we went out to, to, to your one in this Moenish place. Turns out my wife, my wife's father went to school with her. Ah, uh, here. Whole conversation. She knocked off 50 quid. <laughs> so you got this, you got this telly for 100 quid. Yeah. And a wee story and a friend. A, a friend, a connection, the whole lot. So that, to me, that's done deal. I think that's not appreciated enough when done deal is sold and spoken about. I, there's a bad side to it as well, right? I like, I got shafted once by a fellow who didn't turn up to the Woody's car park. I was so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, I don't, I, I don't yeah, know why that was so yeah. funny. Yeah, no, he was, you know, there's things like that. People are no shows or whatever. and But it, I, I think it's good. I, I think it's, there's an Irishness to it because I think... Uh, you know, if, the, if that was, and I shouldn't be too presumptuous or stereotypical, but I think if it was in another country, you know, we have an amazing ability as Irish people to make it, you know, a yeah. kind of a friendly thing where you, you, you spark up a relationship with someone and, you know, you they become well, sort of, you know, someone you know or whatever. You know, I am um, the, the, the family business is is, is, is is property and auctions and all that kind of jazz. And so sure. I've spent, I spent many a time at uh, at auctions. Um, including and a lot of them are um, machinery auctions. Uh, okay. A lot of them are machinery auctions, so you get that beautiful and like some of them, like obviously, you, you know, in the kind of like the outside big yard, you're talking about you know massive machinery going for you know a hundred grand, but inside, just to get the people on the day out, there is always just almost it's it's like drills and this kind of stuff, and there is something beautiful watching people decide. I'm going to buy this drill. You know, it's just, it's it's that instant yeah. kind of, like, there's a deal here to be had. And I think you're saying done deal. I think let's open that up to the love of the deal in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. I think the love of the deal is, is a thing in Ireland for sure. And, you know, there's a bit of haggling and all that sort of stuff that goes on. And I, I mean, cheapest. my father, like, he was the world's number one haggler. He thought, you know, you should never come out of anywhere um, without, you know, trying to get a price down. Um, and I, like as young as 15, 16, um, when I was in buying, you know, DJ equipment or whatever, I'd be trying to haggle. I, when I think of it, there was a place on Capel Street in Dublin. Uh, Sounds Around, I think it was called. It was 15, 16. And your man was like, right, so you want the microphone and the mixer and the headphones. Yeah, right, 100 pounds or whatever. Right, give us the microphone for free then. <laughs> I, had the, I had the wrong style of doing yeah, it. Like he was yeah. like, "I'm not giving you the microphone for free." No, I mean, if you give me that, and he was like, I, "I like this would be, I'd be, I'd be like, that's grand, thanks a million. It'd be bagged up, like you know." And he go right, that's hundred pounds. No, I, I'll tell you. Know, and he's like, "This is ridiculous." So you're telling me you're going to leave back the microphone even though it's bagged up? I just, but over the years, I think I've I've learned how to do it and charm someone into knocking off a five or whatever. There's always a deal to be had somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I do think that a lot of people kind of enjoy it on the other side of it. People love doing a bit of kind of like, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of excitement. It is a bit of a thrill for sure. Absolutely. Right, so that's done deal. Um, Have, have we anything else? I suppose we, we need to wrap up soon. I, I'll tell you what we didn't get around to. Maybe we won't go more into detail because I just literally put down everything I thought of with D, right? Yeah. Oh, do you have another one now? Well, what I... You know what I and again we are we are flirting with time here is that sure. my kind of I'm going to combine the two kind of love letters and I think I think I did one on our previous run so I just mentioned that at the end but I just want to shout out that um, I think the den oh my god that's what I was about to say yeah I think there yeah. you go I think I think the den is part of of everyone's life 
and obviously of, of a kind of a certain age kind of more so but even like my my parents would know and love the den because they see me and my brother watching it kind of you know so mm. it's part of their life even though they weren't the age i think i think for that huge um that huge selection of people the den was such a lovely part of people's lives and obviously it kind of came back or whatever but especially kind of hammer down on the d's here like once you know dempsey's den was 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 great but when no, that I, was our that was our generation really wasn't it dempsey's den for me it was D- darcy darcy took over in oh, 1990. Was it? Okay. yeah when ray darcy took over in 1990 that's when the den became the den and they were doing things like christmas crisis <laughs> where podge kidnap kidnapped santa yeah. claus and all this stuff and it's just a joyous brilliant way to spend your childhood. Okay, that that leads me just very briefly into something that I think is quintessentially Irish, and I could be wrong, and maybe it is there, there's a UK influence off this, but it is our obsession with puppets. We we have a, an unusual obsession with puppets, and I know puppets in in general, like you know, in America and everything, and they're used for entertainment. But we have an unusual I gonna, relationship. I was going to mention, I and maybe I kind of was doing a bit of Darren Brown there, because I love that this is a particular thesis of yours. You love yeah. Ireland. You love Ireland's interest in puppets. I do. Yeah. Like, I mean, we sent a puppet to the Eurovision Song Song Contest for goodness sake. Well, right? yeah, Dustin uh, for a D. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Oh, recently, by the way, I was I was I was talking to Zig and Zag. Actually, I got them to do a piece on on the radio, which is kind of mad. I, I always find, you know, stuff that are they're kind of legacy things, really, and and they've they've outlived even. You know us, our generation. Now we're working in an industry, and they're still on air. Like we're mm. we're we're getting them on 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 air to do different things, which is mad. But yeah, Zig and Zag, uh, Dustin Zippy or Zuppy or whatever he was, um, and uh, Podge and Raj, they're another one. I mean, you could throw in, for example, your man Blind Boy with the plastic bag over his face. Like we have this weird obsession with hiding ourselves or something for entertainment maybe this you as the as the psychologist uh, I, I graduate guess it, I should it, be able to yeah well I was gonna say I guess it's I guess it goes back to some kind of uh, Ireland's love of theatre and it's that kind of performing and it's the ultimate kind of of of, of kind of like um, you know Ireland and we've said this before I think our B was begrudging it is that very much kind of a tall poppy syndrome that I really have this you know this love of performing in me not me personally this love of performing in me but they're gonna, if I go out there I'm going to be called a wanker I'm going to be told oh, fuck off all the mates are going to be, yeah, yeah, be yeah, slacking yeah. but if we use these puppets we can get in the ultimate get into this character you know yeah that is true that is true right okay uh, fine, uh, finally for me anyway um, I had Donegal and Derry down because I figured you know you know yeah. There was too much bias towards Dublin, but uh, I suppose Donegal, the Forgotten County, Derry. Well, where do you start? Uh, but a great county as well. Not one I've I've really been in or, or travelled around, but I believe it's a fantastic county. Um, and uh, what else did I have? I have. Oh yeah. So this is my Irish, not Irish thing. Brilliant. Looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah. We have to get a jingle for this eventually when we do. when we you know reach the top of the podcast charts. Uh, so my Irish, not Irish thing is a word actually. And it leads us into other words. And that word is D for deadly. Right. Brilliant. Now, I, I know it's not it's not Irish. It, it's a word used right across the globe. But I just think it um, it sort of sums up our use of language, which I think is quintessentially Irish, um, is, you know, how many, um, well, obviously quintessentially Irish, it is English that we're talking about the language. But how we... 
have words for certain things that can be used for something so negative yet something so positive and all those different things we have like something is grand something is deadly uh, it's either deadly good or it's deadly bad but deadly mostly is positive so that's kind of what I wanted to bring to the table is our use of, of the English language I think we've kind of taken it on and really used it to our own benefit if you know what I mean which is your most probably I don't know has has the proud WDR maybe deadly, but which is your most used? Do you think of those kind of colloquialisms? I think it's deadly. It has to be deadly. Yeah, yeah. It's everything is deadly. That's deadly. Yeah, deadly. Yeah, you I'm know. I, I think so. Grand fan or grand? Yeah, you're a grand fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, your opinions then on because this is something obviously I've married into and it's. Uh, it's a tricky subject, um, but the Irish language and, and our use of the English language. I mean, you know, I, I, I suppose I'm asking you and I'm going to answer very quickly, but in relation to like the Irish language, I think it's great and it should be, should be, you know, looked after and the whole lot. It's, but, but I suppose the more you go on in life, you're like, oh, it's a bit exhausting as well. Isn't it? Well, I haven't <laughs> got like, I, keep this thing alive. Yeah, I haven't got I haven't got a word of it, and it's it's a, it's a big kind of shame of mine, especially in the kind of like the you know, like in your Galways. It's so it's such a part of the heritage here, and they're so proud of the language and rightfully so. But I um I just I just haven't got a word of it, and I just feel like it is the I've, and I've tried now three times the Duolingo, uh, to do the Duolingo Irish. Um, yeah, and I just can't I just can't do it. I agree with you. I mean. But it's, I am incredibly uh, ignorant. <laughs> As in your opinions or... I your... think in everything, to be honest okay. really. yeah. Okay. <laughs> because obviously my wife speaks Irish and her family speak Irish and that's a big part of their identity, which is totally fine. And, you know, I've, I'm the same as you. I've, I've gone in and out of the Duolingo app and I'm like, right, this time, you know, and you're listening to Radio Nagaeltikta and all these things and you're like, do you know what, I, it's time. It's trying to, you know, life is busy and you're trying to say, will I give that amount of time to that or will I give, you know, more time to something that will actually be useful to me uh, in making a few quid or something, you know. But anyway, I know that went off a bit from deadly, but I just figured I said deadly as in the word and our use of the English language, really, which I guess as well comes from the Irish language. They have a fantastic descriptive uh, style mm. in the Irish language of... Um, uh, you know, uh, and probably that is where our use then in a weird sort of roundabout way uh, happens with regard to the English language as well. We have a fantastic use of it. We have so many different ways of describing things, I find, which is deadly. Well, like, I, I guess... See what I did there? That was very good, I guess. I guess that kind of maybe kind of comes from the sense that, you know, we have our own language, yet we use English language. So it's a kind of a little kind of... Uh, a little kind of... A, fuck, uh, a little, little kind nod of, to it. A little kind of like, well, look, we're going to take your words... And put a little Irish spin on them. You know, maybe it's a little bit of rebellion. But, I mean, I do find it funny, though, with people who are against the Irish language, as in, you know, what's the point in it? You know, it's brutal. And then if anyone says, well, yeah, you're probably right, just just drop it. Or, you know, oh, well, you can't drop it. It's part of our culture, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've a, we a strange sort of relationship with the Irish language, I think, and language in general, I guess, in this country. Anyway, so that's it. You have an inventor. Oh, I do, I do, uh, I do. What's do you, this piece called? This is called. Oh, have we got a name for it? <laughs> oh, no. Andy's inventor. Yeah, Andy's inventor. This is where a popular invention or inventor is okay. Irish and linked to the letter that we are dealing with. Did, did, what did we have? Can you remember all that time back when we had C? What was it? Was oh. it something to do with with sausages or something? 
well, for B was for bacon, which was oh bacon, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I could have used. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was it was look, it was slim pickings today, so I really could have used any to be honest. Um, I think then we had we had. Um, I better not say because I ruined it for someone down the line. Okay, but I am going to. Um, God. Oh yeah, so. I am going to mention to you <laughs> the, the name. Picture. I'm going to mention to you okay. the name Hans Sloan. Hans Sloan. Okay, a German gentleman. Uh, born and raised in Killay, County Down, in the 17th century, but he okay. studied in Jamaica. Okay. Right. Okay. And while he was there, he noted the natives. Um, their words, not mine, in this article, uh, mixing coca with water and drinking it. Okay. Now he found this absolutely disgusting. Couldn't stand he didn't it. found he didn't he didn't discover hot chocolate, did he? This man discovered hot drinking drinking chocolate. <laughs> what, are you serious? And yeah. his name was Hans. His name was Hans Hans Sloan from County Down, and he is the inventor of drinking. Uh, chocolate he returned to England he brought the recipe with him and sold it as medicine but by the 19th century Cadbury's had got involved and started selling it as the um, treat that it is today well that is fantastic wow so drinking chocolate is an Irish invention so do you think he got any like did he have any association with Cadbury's or did he just you know, discover it, and then Cadbury's took over. Like I guess it's like they want to say, like in the wire. It's always these kind of poor lads that kind of like invent the thing, and then it kind of becomes what it is, and they might not get uh, too much, too much uh, credit for it. Wow! And so did he? Did he? You know, discover the arrow or the dairy milk <laughs> one, <laughs> the, the mint one. Um, I mean, um, what I, is your favorite hot chocolate? That's not really a big hot chocolate person. <laughs> neither, neither am I. Actually, I agree with you there. Yeah. I'm not a big Irish or, or a big uh, drinking chocolate person either. My kids love it. Oh uh, yeah, I guess My, it's a, it's a treat. But like, I rather have if I'm going to have a treat, just give me dairy milk. You know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, weirdly, with with hot chocolate, right? So on our, we I've two children, but on our first, um, you know the way with pregnant women, the whole you know eating and drinking weird wonderful things at the start of pregnancy and the sort of you know kind of almost signifies the pregnancy in itself if you if you haven't done the test yet that was uh, that's what happened with us and, and hot chocolate um, I remember we were in the, we were saying we were living in Kilmainham at the time in Dublin and my wife uh, made a hot chocolate she likes hot chocolate and it was a large mug of it well she took this thing and she hoovered it up I remember going why? What? And she was like, oh my God, I don't know what that was about. And then she got the goo for hot chocolate. She became a hot chocolate addict and then we discovered that that was her pregnancy thing. Wow. It was hot chocolate. Yeah, hot That's chocolate. That's why your kids are named Hans and Sloan. <laughs> That's why our kids are named Hot and Chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's lovely. So now you have this lovely association with, with Hans. With Hans Sloan. You have this lovely association with uh, I don't know. With hot I mean, chocolate. I will say, here's a top tip for your uh, for your for uh, your wife because I bought this for Jennifer for Christmas it's a hotel okay. chocolate um, have a machine 
that is like a hot chocolate thing, and it is apparently the greatest hot chocolate. Is this in Galway? No, this is a this is a machine that you can buy on Amazon. It's a little oh, bit pricey. Okay. It's a little bit of a treat, but uh, the hotel chocolate hot chocolate machine. That is notions, that <laughs> notions beyond belief, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, anyway, very good. That was that was very interesting. So hands oh, from yeah. from County Down. That's brilliant. Listen, I've enjoyed this one. So we'll move on to ESO, I guess. Yeah, and also finally, I just want to big up my love of the Divine Comedy. I know I mentioned it last time, but I'm glad. I'm sort of. I'm glad you gave them the hat tip, but I'm also glad you didn't use them as a subject. Yeah, because it would have been. We would have been here for another hour. You know. Oh, I, and I would have been too polite, and I wouldn't have stopped chatting. In you fact, I can. That's uh, too far out there, but I can. I can reach. <laughs> I'm very lucky to have. Um, some original records not reprints the original records and they're signed yeah. to Andy from Neil so there you go amazing I, I, like, fair play I, no. I, they, 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 um, the Divine Comedy are a good band like just it's a, it's nice to see someone so into something I wish I had something <laughs> you're like you're like you're like, you're like my dad you know because like no would you not kick this ball <laughs> No, but I'd love to be really into something like that. I just don't have anything that I'm really into. You're really into them, like. Well, you're really into deers. You've you you got you, <laughs> you got national press because of your knowledge of deers. That is true. Actually, I got my first media article. My first uh, journalist. I'm totally going to look that up as soon as we're done here. I'm going to read. Do do. Uh, I hope read. it's still online. I hope it's still online. But it should be. Yeah. Um, anyway listen I've enjoyed it so we'll be back again so we'll go with E we'll, we'll try make this a thing now we're like yeah. remote we're, we're in different parts of the world but due to the wonders of technology we can do this thing now yeah um, E any anything jumping off your head right now obviously you want to oh, keep oh I mean I've got an Irish not Irish thing from oh. the get go oh yeah looking forward yeah, I've got to an Irish thing looking forward to that by the way if you want to email us it is and we will check these by the way we genuinely had a couple of emails when we weren't here from people saying I can't find uh, D. Where is it? Uh, to which here I, it is. Here it is, my friend. <laughs> here it is. I did promise that girl. She was from uh, the states, and I said to her, "Don't worry, we're going to be back really soon." <laughs> that, that was <laughs> yeah, in yeah. that was in May of 2020. So she hopefully we've we've she's hopefully going to stick better. around. Yeah. We can win her back now. Yeah. yeah. So email uh, Ireland A two Z and a two is T O. So it's Ireland a to z at gmail.com and just comment let us know we'll throw it out in our own twitters I'm at Mike Hogan Media you are? I'm at Be Grand Andy you've changed that did I you? have yeah to, to, to promote the other products <laughs> okay yeah. so oh, of course yeah. yeah so it's at Be Grand Andy very good okay and I'm at Mike Hogan Radio on uh, Instagram right that's it from the A to Z of Ireland for the letter D we will be back with E Good luck. Good night. <laughs> Just let's knock it on the head there and you turn it off. Right? <laughs>